Hashtag sorry, not sorry, but welcome back to season three. Yeah, with a dwellers below, dwellers. <laughs> Good day, and welcome to the dwellers below, the show where a group of gamers who are way better at other games give their hot takes on a game that they don't actually play. I'm Nick, the father of lies. Uh, welcome back to another show. I have three very special guests with me today. One more special than the others. That is, of course, the man who everyone is here to see today, Lockie Mulchkaki. How the hell are you? Oh, I wasn't wasn't ready for that at all. I thought it was <laughs> going to be short, short snick over there. Absolutely great to be here, mate. All right. Well, you've spoiled it. Short, short snick is in the house. He's back finally. <laughs> Nick Gentilly, strength 2.5, the man, the myth, the legend. What's it is going I. on? The beacons were lit and short shorts will answer. The furnaces in trace are burning. The axes are chopping. The white lions are marching. And I have returned to the dwellers below. Dear Lord. (laughs) It's broken the internet, literally. (laughs) Absolutely. Classic Gentilly. He just breaks everything as soon as he touches it. It's okay. I think I can fix it. And I've stayed here paused in this position because my internet is very slow. (laughs) All right. We've got you back, Nick. I'm back. We just thought that was just, it was just too, it was too much Gentilly for one, for one. Too much awesome. Too long of a shorts. We've been waiting, waiting for you to come back for so long. And here, yeah, there was a lot of a lot of um, comments on the internet, on the on the YouTubes, on the Twitters, or the X's, whatever it's called these days, asking for short shorts, Nick. Like, w- people want to know. In fact, people asked me at CanCon when they when I was telling people that I was with you, Nick. You know, what percentage is your cab prints at for painting? What? Well, wow. funny you should say that. I have a new cap prince. It's a Griff Prince. And as you can see with the tape on his little flight stand there, he's undercoated. So that's 2.5% painted. Doesn't look undercoated, uh, looks grey. Yeah, I use uh, I use grey and then a little bit of xenophore with uh with the skull white from Citadel. Um so we'll see. Hopefully well definitely by the end of this week he should be at least 6.5% painted. All right, so that can be, that's the Dwellers Blow Season 3 Cav Prince has been started. Tell you I've what, actually got two of them. A, yeah, two of them. Well, we'll have yeah. to do a Season 4 then, won't we? We're just committed. Indeed, indeed. Tell you who's been doing a bit of painting. Sam Morgan, and he's also joining us tonight. Smorgs, what have you been up to other than skipping all of our previous episodes because you had too much stuff to paint? Yeah, I was on one of those... Hard deadline, so just come back from CanCon. Um, Nick, how did you go at CanCon? I, we're not talking about CanCon. Not you. I'm, I'm talking to the Supreme Nick. Sure, Charles, <laughs> how did you go at CanCon? Uh, I, managed, I managed to go 6-0. and oh and, and Beautiful. Be, Don't worry about the, the system. Champion. Don't worry about the anecdotes. We're not interested in those. Lockie, how did you go? <laughs> yeah, I podiumed. podiumed. I didn't right, drop, yeah, yeah, that's I, for sure. I podiumed as well. How did you go, Hon? 
I dropped from X-Wing. I played some Old World. I had a massive vom outside the CanCon (laughs) sign at Epic at three in the morning and had a cracking weekend. Love it. Love it. Yes, I've I've spent all of January painting. Um, Mm. I I took on an ambitious project to paint uh, Night Goblins, as they've been called in this game. And um, I really try to push myself with that. So, yeah six, seven, eight hours a day. And then in the week leading up to CanCon, probably 10 or 11 hours a day. So very lucky That's to have a, a supportive family who don't like spending time with me and I'm just doing <laughs> head down, bum up. And at this place, I've got a permanent setup. So I just could, you know, steal time. So 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there, it all, it all adds up pretty quickly. So how many no, models was that in the end? Like that you know, that's was, a lot of hours, but. Yeah, it was 63 models in total. So I went 20 shooters. Right. Uh, which you'd, you'd call a, a short bowman. I'd go 30 Boingrop Bounders, so they're squeak hoppers, uh, a rogue idol, so it's a rogue idol, and um, a couple <laughs> of wizards. Oh, and some fanatics from the 1980s. So I've got an old fanatic who's, um, I'm 87 and, and he's 85, so he's got me covered by two years. And he's made of lead and I licked him for good luck. <laughs> I mean, that would probably explain why you did so badly at the event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't even make the top cut. No, no. <laughs> Just on the uh, Diet Coke. <laughs> no the can caffeine. opening. The can opening every damn time. Just, ah. <laughs> uh, I love it. Great love podcasting. It. Great podcasting. All right. What are we here to do today? We're going to talk about some Renegade Army lists because we talked about some lists from the original factions last week and we've all been frantically writing lists over the weekend for the new books I, that dropped. I'm glad because you think that's what we're talking about because we're just going to be talking <laughs> high about... High elves, baby. Oh, <laughs> high elves. You guys had the chance to talk about high elves last week and you didn't rock up to the episode, so... I did paint some goblins though, so I'm happy. I I'm happy with my life choices that day. I've been painting some high elves too, actually. I've been, I I actually found a treasure trove. Like, so getting back into the old world is like finding your favorite pair of Ed Hardy jeans again, and putting them on. It's mm-hmm. like it just fits so comfortably, yep. right? The, a the sequin tiger on the your tiger, ass. Yep. The sequin tiger on your butt, and I found a treasure trove of high elves at my parents' place. Mm-hmm. There was high, I reckon thousands of points of unbuilt, unpainted, eight-thread high elves everywhere. And it was like it was like opening a games workshop and just being able to take whatever you wanted off the shelf. But not it modern games. It was like opening Vol's valuable vault. That's exactly what it was Safri. like. That's right. Inside the White Tower of Holworth. Mm-hmm. And I found mm-hmm. Griffins, Seaguard, mm-hmm. Sword Do you know the only thing I didn't have unbuilt and unpainted? Lions. White fucking lions. Because I've used them all. They're mm-hmm. all they're in all my army list. I have a hundred of them. They're all built. They're all painted, all ready to be used. And aren't high elves fantastic? I have ten white lion lions if you want to buy them, Nick Gentilly, or any listener. I've got a whole menagerie of old world steeds that I'm about to chuck uh, up on buy swap sell. Oh, the actual lions. Yeah, not, the actual not lions. The white lions. Yeah, the bulls. No I was going to do those, dragon so. princes with lions. But <laughs> So they'd be lion princes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd, not lion. I'd be lying if I didn't say I had that idea already. Mm-hmm. <sighs> 
I'm starting a tally of how many times you just drag us off topic, Gentilly. That's what the listeners are here for. And by the way, listeners, I do not read the comments. So you can say whatever you want. It's not going to get to me. We'll screenshot them and make sure he sees them. <laughs> yeah, we will. I, I read all the comments. So feel free to drop something in the comments if you want to abuse Gentilly or purchase models off Sam because he loves selling stuff. And comments on our list ideas. Most of the comments from the last episode were haranguing Dave for A, being a cheesy git, B, having multiple mistakes in the army list that he chose to do for the show. So if you'd like to do that, feel free to get into those comments. Um, a massive thank you for everyone who has commented, everyone who's been liking and subscribing to our channel. It's uh, We've cracked 500 subs in the first couple of weeks, which is massive, like couldn't couldn't be more impressed with with everyone who's who's um gotten involved with the channel we um we didn't expect nearly that much uh uptake so like our episode numbers on youtube are above anything they were in eighth edition or rage of sigma mm. can i just so, say so, so people are watching us they are watching us yeah, that's they're watching you right now that's can i just say that i think that the hype is really the hype is real like going around cancon like talking to a bunch of people playing different mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. you know obviously there were 60 people or so playing sixth edition still um, but, you know, even people playing Kings of War, people playing Age of Sigma, there's a few of the guys who played Marvel Crisis with us, uh, with, with Nick and I over the weekend, like I was super keen on getting into the old world. So, you know, I reckon it was a bit of the last hurrah. I think I'm really keen for CanCon next year. I reckon we'll easily crack 100 people, if not 150, and just really start, really start rivaling Age of Sigma, which has obviously over the last few years grown into, into probably the biggest event in australia well um, me and nick have both won the aos gt at cancon so we've we've clocked it we've retired mm, we've put our snares it. away in the cupboard we'll get the n64 out now <laughs> nah i only got a second place you you pipped me with your win on the weekend i know i was just i was just i was throwing that to you you got me you got me no i've won the kings of war one but i didn't win the, i didn't win the aos one and i won six at last year i just didn't yeah, do nice. quite so well this year all right. Well, I think, and I think we're all going to be there next year at at, at CanCon playing Old World. Uh, I think almost everyone in the pot in the cast we've we've already had uh, cousins talking about coming coming over for it. So I've got to touch there's definitely some, there's definitely some hype. Um, there's definitely a lot of keen beans. So we're going to talk about some lists today. We're going to like in classic dwellers fashion. We recorded an episode last uh, last week about the some lists that we wrote and immediately the day after before I had a chance to finish editing it because I had some issues with the editing GW released the renegade factions and everything we were talking about was not out of date but slightly behind the times so in true dollars fashion we remain behind the times and we're going to talk about the news from last week so mm. renegade factions we're going to start with uh, we'll start with Lockie's list, I reckon. So, Lockie, take us through the list that you've written. I'm going to look it up right here on my phone. Sure. Um, no, here that. we go. It's uh, being I'll shared chuck now. it on the screen. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, like, and so full disclaimer, I actually never played Ogres in, in 8th edition. Um, I, I painted up a 6th edition army of them uh, over COVID. So, 
Uh, played a few games with a bit sick, but certainly I'm not like a ogre aficionado at all. Weren't they um, shit in sixth? They were uh, particularly they were shit. Pre- they were pretty bad. They were pretty bad. A lot of their good models, like you know, Mornfang, Iron Blasters, you know, those kind of uh, models came out in eighth edition. They had that's right. What's the range? Just a couple of infantry units. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right, and that's why pretty much my my list is kind of. You know, a lot of bulls. I do think bulls are better now. Um, I, I think uh, so. I really wanted to put a hunter in there. I think the hunter's all right. You can get what I really like about the ogre list at the moment. It does seem a lot, a lot of customization so that you can get, put a lot of um, units with, say, Vanguard and Scout um, or even Ambush. Uh, so I, I really wanted a, a few units there. So I've got the hunter, I've got the Yetis. Uh, and I've got a couple of saber tasks there, all with scout. So what the point? Um, hopefully, getting into people's war machines. I think there's going to be a lot of gun lines um, early in the meta. Um, you know, put put that early pressure on um, to you know the high off gun lines. Uh, that's kind of my thinking there. And then I want I wanted a couple of hard fast units like the um, I think the Morn Mornfang Cav is really good value. I mean, it's it doesn't you know take a rocket science uh, to figure that out that monstrous cab are probably going to be good in old world um but so i've got gone two units of two Mornfang. i mean they've got the iron fist and the heavy armor so they've got a three up armor which obviously isn't quite the two up armor they had in in eighth edition but i think uh the two up two up armor in old world is going to be pretty rare um yeah. they've only just got a um so i was i had a chat with dave last night just on the chats um just around like you know what command you want on monstrous cavalry i think it's probably going to be um i think dave thinks it's probably going to be just the champions because you know musicians aren't as valuable anymore um you know i'm not sure the um the standards are worth it if you know if they get run down and they're giving up battle points there so but with with the champion uh it for, it's going to force people to direct attacks against them and hopefully you know there'll be a few wasted attacks here and there. Um, plus, obviously, you get the extra attack. Um, I've got three units of two lead belchers. I'm not really sure what the, the, the correct configuration is here, but I, I, I'm not sensing that there's heaps of value in putting bigger units of lead belchers because, obviously, only the first rank can fire. So I kind of, in theory, like the, the units of two. If I had the points, again, I'd probably put a champion in there because that gives plus one ballistic skill um, an extra, an, an, and an extra attack. It remains to be seen if lead belchers are going to be good. They're a lot different than um, they were in eighth edition. They've only got one shot each, and so they uh, I, the solid shot I think is strength five and arm pe- piercing two. And the nice thing about them is that they're multiple wounds, um, multiple wounds two I think. So it's going to be scary against other monsters. Cav hopefully ping a wound or two off um, or a couple of wounds off uh, some of the flying monsters that are flying around. Um, and that's where the Iron Blaster comes in. Again, I'm not sure, like on face value, I'm not sure if the Iron Blaster is actually worth it. Um, it. It's getting really expensive up there with 185 points. Cannons, I, I'm not sure if they're going to cut the mustard with D3 plus one wounds. Um, you know, I'm looking at things like uh, Chaos Dragons with, what, nine or ten wounds and a two-up or three-up armor save and a five-up ward save. So plinking D3 plus one wounds off, off that doesn't seem... I, like I'm, I'm just not sure. Like I, I do need to get, put it on the field. What I do like about the Iron Blaster, though, is that it does have a breath weapon if you if you're getting up close, um, and it does have first charge. So um, I believe that will knock off rank bonuses. Um, so if you can get some sweet combo charges, 
with the anchor of this unit, which is the um, the big unit of bulls uh, with a tyrant. So the tyrant's got um, is probably going to be the big damage dealer in this in this list. It's got the tenderizer, talisman of protection, um, and the charm. Uh, should have the charm shield in here, um, which is just you know. Oh, no, no, I did. I changed that, didn't I? Tenderizer and Talisman of Protection. So it gives you a five up board save. Tenderizer is the big, bad um, two handed weapon that gives you D3, plus, uh, D3 wounds. Uh, what you want to do is uh, get lots of combat res by challenging out champions or, you know, low level characters. Um, I've got the bulls there with the. Uh, the war banner so again i'm hoping i'll probably run this uh in ranks of three so it'd be uh three by three with the tyrant at the front uh and then lastly yeah we've just got the um the butcher there um I, i'm i think you need a, a mage there i really like the hell heart to put pressure on uh on other wizards who you know if you're taking two or three wizards you're going to be worried about that hell heart for, for a round which basically um, if you roll a double on a on a cast roll, or, and I think maybe a dispel roll, you miscast, uh, which seems pretty spicy, and people have to be careful around that. And I like the Ruby Ring of Ruin for an extra uh, eyeball in there. Uh, so that's kind of the list. Um, I'm excited to run Yetis. I think they'd seem a bit better than they were in sixth and eighth. They've been, you know, historically terrible. So uh, I, I like them having Scout. I like them having the swift stride so uh that's the list tell mm. me why i'm tell me why i'm wrong guys tell me why your list is gonna <laughs> shred well, through I this know, first and foremost <laughs> sure is, what is the name of your general where does he come from and why is this army following him he really, really, really likes killing white lions, and you know he's fostered he's fostered this community in the ogre ogre kingdom that they really like to kill white lions. So they every 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 Thursday night they go down to the gaming arena and <laughs> <laughs> and and hunt hunt for some white lions. Yeah, that that seems legit to me. Next question. <laughs> Next question. I want to talk about the Iron Blaster because yeah. you mentioned something about the cannons and the D3 plus one wounds. And it's I've seen a lot of this. Mm. A lot of people are like, oh, it does so much less damage. It's D3, it's D3 plus one wounds. Like your average on D3 plus one is three wounds. Your average on a D6 was only three and a half. So they're only doing about half wound less each shot. And they're actually going to be a little bit more consistent in that Yes, sometimes they won't do five or six wounds. Or that, I mean, they will never do five or six wounds, <laughs> but they're never they're never doing one wound either. Sure. So I think they're I think they're still good, and I think they're very important because something I think we're going to see a lot of is big monsters, big flying monsters. They seem really good given the way the game works now and plays now. And in a couple of games that I played over the weekend, the, the big scary monster mm. was super, super powerful. So you just need something. I think you get, I think everyone needs to have a plan of what they're going to do against a dragon. And it might not be a, as, as, as big and nasty as a, as a chaos lord on a dragon, but you know, high elves can fit a, a dragons in and they can fit them in the, in, a, in such a way that they don't actually take up a huge amount of their army list. 
the and and smaller dragons and cheaper dragons will will exist. So you need a relatively efficient way to approach these. I think. You, yeah, I agree. I think you need to be able to put pressure on on those big boys. I think you know the consistency is a big thing for it, for when you're shooting at you know non monsters. So things like monstrous cab or ogres are going to hate you know seeing these um, uh, iron blasters or just cannons in general because it goes like in eighth edition it would stop if it didn't kill you, but it keeps going through all the ranks. Same with um you know things like pegasuses or griffins that you know don't have as many wounds as the big dragons. But that's why I mean, you know, the, the, if, if so, Chris sent a list last night, you know, with a bunch of phoenixes and some dragons and things like that. So an old iron blaster, there was a good chance, you know, not a, you know, not a super high chance, but you could just one shot those things. You can't just one shot them anymore. So, in terms of a risk reward thing, like, you know, you can like a, a big dragon now can like i think can probably wear a turn or two of these things um if they get into the like if it gets them into the right spot um but then it's obviously up to the, the player like um in this case the ogres to to make sure that they can't land in very juicy spots and then have one turn before they get in just um, just roll sixes on your damage roll for armor bane yeah well, that's vein the, and, and, and three wounds. Well, that's the other thing, Plus right? Uh, that's the other thing. If you don't roll that six, then they're going to have a, good, a reasonable armor save. If, even if they're a, a three R, it's armor piercing two, armor piercing three on a cannon. Um, anyway, they're getting that armor save, um, even if it's only a five up or something. Plus, they're getting their ward save. Mm. Anyway, it's just it's just interesting. I'd, I'm not, not 100% sure how it will play out. Are they still monsters in combat? They used to be bananas in combat too. I think if they get the charge, they're going to do some decent work because they've got the D6 plus one impact hits. They're, you know, they've got a four up armor save still. And as I said, the first charge. Do we think they can march? Can can chariots march now? Nick and I couldn't find anything on the weekend to say they couldn't, but I don't know if I'm overlooking a special rule or something hidden away somewhere. Yeah, I've still not I've still not seen anything that says they can't. Um, please enlighten me in the comments if I've got it wrong. Uh, I would like to know because yeah, as far as I can tell, chariots can can now march, which I think is a is a massive boon for them just being able to. Well, particularly if they've got yeet up, a cannon, yeet up a a cannon mounted on the back of them. So if they're a, an iron blaster or a skull cannon, and that that means that they're able to position themselves um, to to threaten mm. mid and late game. I think that maneuverability yeah. does matter. Yeah, spend a turn getting up a flank and um, really get some angle on those shots. Get out of arc of sight, all that sort of stuff. Well, what's going to happen when you build and paint this army and put it all together, right? And then mm. um, CanCon rolls around next year and you actually can't bring it because they're not legal in tournaments. Yeah, that will suck. I might have to borrow one of your five high-off armies. <laughs> Look, you're more than welcome to. Uh as long as you don't take all the white lions. Given, uh, given, uh, I gotta add that to my tally. Hang on, that's four. Uh, given that we're doing an entire episode on these renegade armies, I think we're proceeding under the assumption that they'll be able to be used. Well, just that bully, said, bully the if TO I, into if, yeah. Well, if I know the TO, I'll get him to ban high elves. Hmm. No, nah, um, can't do that. Games Workshop said they're official. Games Workshop say so many things, don't they? Um. 
I mean, here's a question. Uh, do you think that BSBs uh, are mandatory now? Because that's what I was thinking, you know, like you could easily change, you know, I, I want the hunter in this list. I'll probably end up dropping him if he's, if he's no good, but that could easily become, uh, um, you'd have to drop something else, I think, to, to make it a bit point-wise, but have a bruiser BSB, you know, with, with a bit of combat kit. What do you reckon? I like him because in High Elves, you can give the BSB pure of heart, so he becomes a mini general as well. Uh, and who gives a fuck about other armies? <laughs> Wise words. I, th I think they're still going to be pretty ubiquitous. Um, they're definitely not as good as they were in 8th, but I think they're still very important. It adds to reliability. Reliability is important. And they look cool. When you put them on the table, you've got one big flag, this brave dude holding it, waving mm. it. I reckon they look sick. They are good centerpieces. Yeah. Um, All right, let's change tack a little bit. Are we Another not going to give our, our review a hot or not for Lockie's list? Not, I vote hot. Not. I just don't see how it deals with any threat. Um, and I think it's prone to mass panic with all those small units um, and the absence of any way of, of mitigating the impacts of, of that. I mean, it's, it's, it's really cute. It's so nice that you tried, but it's you've missed the mark with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll cop, I'll cop that. I'm, I'm, I'm with Sam. If you think Lockie's list sucks, drop us a comment. Let him know. We will screenshot them and send them to him and ruin his week. Well, Sam, you've come out hot. Here's mm -hmm. let's, let's let's go through your list and and the, the man, the expert, show us what you got. I'm certainly not the expert. I haven't read the rules yet, but I um have written a list that encompasses the models that I currently have printed and I can play as, day zero. As as I said at the introduction of the show, a bunch of guys who are way better at other games giving hot takes on a game that I don't I, um, I've played like 700 games of Blitz this year. So if anyone wants to talk chess openings in the comments, I'm, I'd love to hear about your thoughts on trading, uh, the Italian game. So, look, the, the Demons... Um, oh yeah crazy openings yeah 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 the bought is the the bought is the craziest opening you can do that's the what was the the, the move um, no you what was the one that the was going Magnus Carlsen oh the um no. the bull's horns or whatever that uh Anna no, made there's... up there was some other ridiculous name, the Bong Cloud or something like right. that. The Botezes Have do some heard? really good content. If you want to know about strategy and gaming, um, go and watch Botez Live. The, the Botezes don't, do some don't watch really us. Good stuff. Have you? Yeah, heard well, that the, their um... stuff is more translatable <laughs> to Warhammer anyway. Particularly if we're not playing an objective-based game, we're playing a training mm. game. So. The way that demons have worked historically um, is that they haven't played the game of Warhammer. They've been immune to psychology. Uh, they've had ward saves, so they've been able to work their way around um, high strength. They've actually and, they've and been armor fucking save bullshit. Yeah, they've been unbreakable and unstable. And basically, your opponent will turn up and they'll be like, "Hey, I've got Empire from the starter box, or Orcs and Goblins from the starter box," and you're like, "Yeah, my army doesn't have that shit. I don't have any of those rules, and I, I play my own way." Um, and also I have this Reign of Chaos table that just well, takes your models off. That was a brilliant piece of GW design because the Demon players hated it because it was inconsistent and they couldn't control it. And their opponents hated it because it had the potential to do mass damage at no expense to the Demon players. That's like optimal game design where both players hate it and hate themselves <laughs> for the, through the experience. That's, that's sort of what we're aspiring to. 
Um, so historically, they've been really good defensively. I think that this book is, or, or this index is the the least tanky iteration of demons that you'll find. Um, they've lost the five up ward and instead have like a, a five up ward against non magical attacks. Um, and then they've got one of these special rules, uh, warp spawned, and that's that you can't use your um, save against. Um, is it flaming or magical attacks? There's, they've, they've, basically, they've doubled it up so that previously you'd have a workaround where if you had to, for instance, you were fighting against like the trickster shard or whatever, you have to reroll your wards. You go, oh, that's cool. I've got regen. That doesn't work anymore. So they, they cancel out both. So you're just going to you're gonna die to magic missiles. Um, what else? Yeah, so they, they cause fear still, which I think fear is way better now with the, the changes to BSBs that you guys have already spoken about. Um, and, and otherwise, um, they've really limited the extent to which you can build a soup list. So you choose your general. That general is given a god, a mark, and then that determines what's battle line and special or core and special. And then rare is whatever's left over and skull cannons are the only true rare. So regardless of who your general is. Um, I like that from a fluff point of view. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. For me, I found the fluffiest non-Nurgle units that I could add in that had the best synergies with my army. So I'll, I'll run through the list and then I'll talk through how it sort of works in theory. So I've got a Demon Prince. Um, he's a level four on the lore of Demonology. I thought Demonology on first read looked like top one, two, three, three floors in the game. Um, remains to be seen, obviously, need to play some games, but I, I felt like that was a really strong law, both in terms of he wants to be in combat, so he can do the, the close range stuff and the need to be in combat stuff, and then some, some nice augmenting spells um, to, to buff the output of either himself or other units within the army. Uh, and then he's got um, nice strength output because he's a Nurgle demon. You have to reroll sixes to hit in combat against him. Um, and that's going to be massive because it's going to turn off things like poison, for instance. Um, that's going to mean they need to roll consecutive sixes. Then he's got uh, the robes so that he can only ever be wounded on a three plus. So further to that, that, that sort of discussion about are cannons worse? This sort of stuff being in the game also makes cannons worse. So you can be strength 1000, you wound him on a three. Um, and then he's got a four up armor save from trappings of Nurgle and he just inherently has a four plus ward. So he's a lot tankier than the other demons and he's on a small 50 mil base and he's fast and he's got good output at range. So I like him. Um, he's how, how many wounds does he have? Sorry. I don't know. Five, maybe five wounds, toughness, five strength, six. You know, I'll just, I'll check mm -hmm, him out. Mm -hmm. He's what part of the warp did he come from and why is he put? This no, 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 no. That's not canon. So what happens is there's a champion of chaos and then they ascend the pantheon by doing things for, for their particular god. So he's ascended to demonhood. He hasn't fallen out of the sky. He's not Superman. Um, oh, how ridiculous. Yeah, come on, sort your shit out. He does have a pretty super stat line. Weapon skill 7, strength 6, tough 5, 4 wounds, 5 attacks. Yeah, so on... He's putting out some damage. On 7, he's going to be, what, 5s to hit for weapon skill 3? And then they're going to be yep. re-rolling sixes, and then they could only ever wound him on threes. He he feels he feels like he's he's pretty solid, 
and at four hundred. That's most of that's most of Lockie's uh, yeah army. <laughs> most of most of Lockie's army. Mm. Yep. Um, and also, I think he's got two magic missiles, which would both just lift a unit a turn. So he's just like pew pew, taking off units, causing panic tests. Doing his, I love that demonology. I think it's really cool that, that they've got their own law. Mm. Um, then that's supported. By yeah, I, pl- I. Yeah, so I played a couple of games with demonology over the weekend, mm-hmm. and it, it, when I read through the the lists of the spell laws, that was my first pick. It's like, yeah, that's that's going to be the best law. But I don't actually. I'm less impressed with it than I was. Okay. I think it's probably still good on a demon prince, but like a lot of the combat um, spells only work in your turn. Mm-hmm. So some of the other laws, their spells will work until the next uh, your next start of com- uh, start of turn phase, whereas a lot of these only work in your turn. But they're more powerful the, for that reason, right? They are more powerful, yeah. Yeah. But the things like the signature spell being the magic missile means you can't use like it's a very good signature spell but often and and it, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird case because a, a lot of the time you want a bad you want a good signature spell but if you want one of your law spells you don't want you know you're missing out on that really good signature spell mm-hmm. if you take the law spell because you can't then swap for the law sig mm-hmm. sorry for your uh, your army book mm-hmm signature spell so i actually find myself sometimes looking at the laws and going well i actually don't mind taking you know battle magic which has a pretty crappy signature spell if i want a couple of magic missiles on a single character because if i've got a for example uh, a chaos list with a a zench a zench um level four i'm going to get a signature spell that is a magic missile and then I can also roll up spell number one from from Battle Magic. So, mm-hmm. demonology, I think it's still strong, but it's it wasn't as great as I initially thought. Okay, that's that's interesting feedback. Um, so then we've got twenty five plague bearers with full command, six furies, six furies, five plague drones, full command, four plague drones, full command, three fiends, three fiends. So the way that this works is that the the plague bearers can be your anchor of static combat res. Um, and perhaps there's too many models there. I need to play some games to to see how that shakes out. It might actually be better. To run, yeah, it's hard. You know, it's hard to see how many models should be in a unit, right? Like, yeah, because uh, my eight fed brain says twenty five is a good number, but then mm-hmm. watching some battle reports and and writing some lists, you're like, oh, you're only getting plus two to your rank bonus. So do you actually want to go in big blocks? And there's mm-hmm. no steadfast, and it's mm-hmm. it's hard to. But it might be good for other reasons that we, you know, as you say once we play some games. Yeah, I, I do like the idea of an anvil as well. I don't know how necessary they are, but I like the idea of being able to hold someone down and then hit them in the flanks with the faster, harder-hitting units. So the, the Furies, um, they get Vanguard now. Um, they're skirmishers. They get plus one attack on the charge. They've got AP1 base. So I think at, at 84 points, they're a really nice unit that I can use for a range of roles. Um, so whether that's, you know, screen monster um war machine hunt whatever it might be the plague drones are absolutely fantastic so they've changed the way that that they function they used to be like a big five wound tar pit now they're just three wounds um so a lot easier to get through but just heaps more damage heaps more damage so they've got really good weapons they've got this thing called death's head so they throw like the skulls of their foes um, covered in the saliva of the 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 bum of the um, plague drone 
And then that's strength five, multiple wounds, D3, move and shoot. So it's just like pinging off nine of those shots is going to pick up Lockie's unit. So, so far, my Demon Prince has killed two <laughs> units. <laughs> Both <laughs> units of Plague Drones have killed two units. But it'll be fun. We'll play two turns, man, then we'll, we'll go get a coffee. Um, and then, Well, maybe maybe I've shot the Demon Prince off because I've got nine Blaster and six uh, Lead Dodgers. Who knows? Yeah, I just yeah, deployed, you deployed your Plague Bearer sideways. Two ranks of one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, with the, the two units of fiends. So what's cool about the fiends is that they're getting plus one to charge, which I feel like any charging bonus is significant in this game. Um, when you're just rolling that, I know you roll a 2d6 and choose or whatever, but just the, the, the number of times you can roll a double two or something, um, that plus one to charge is significant. They've got armor piercing and armor bane. Um, they've got four attacks each. They've got like a really high damage output, but most importantly, if you're in base contact with a fiend and you have strike first, that rule is turned off. And if you're in base contact with a fiend and you do not have strike first, you gain strike last. So what that does, it means all my my low initiative Nurgle stuff gets in there and gets to fight before you. And the the number of attacks coming out of a unit of playgrounds will just lift the front rank. I can't, I can't foresee many units that will survive that uh, and be able to strike back. So that that's nice. And then you have to maximize um, models getting into combat in this this edition. So the plague drones being skirmishes means you've got the option of you know going three in the front rank two or two two one, and you're flying around, and then you just clip a corner with your um, with your fiends, and then they're not getting much strike back on them at all. Or the other option is because the fiends. You can run as a two and a one. You can then swing them around flanks. So they're movement nine. They're getting plus one to their charge. And you get a smaller frontage as possible. So you change the arc that you're coming in on. And yeah, I'm going to... So I, they're the only models I don't have painted yet. I'm going to do the fly head. You know the spawn box? There's a fly head. Like a fly head on something. Yep. I'm just got to yep. work out what. Because everything else I've still got from like painted and based already. So I'll just chuck it in the freezer. And then move it on to squares. Sounds disgusting. Lockie, what do you do against this? Uh, yeah, got to probably shoot off the Demon Prince, I think, is probably the play. I think the play drone's pretty scary. I reckon they can probably mince through some of my, uh, a lot of my units. Um, hoping that the the tyrant does some work against them, I think, with the the plus D, uh, the D three wounds, um, and getting that combat res in. It, it, it's it's scary, yeah. I I mean, I've got a lot more units than he does, so I'm hoping that you know some of my smaller units are hard to it's hard to get points, you know, like big amounts of points from me. Um, Sam, I know you know just from back in eighth edition. You didn't like running demon princes or great unclean ones. Sorry, um, greater demons or anything mm. like that. Typically, because they would get shot off. Um, you you preferred your couple of level twos or something sitting in plague bearer um, blocks. So has something changed, or are you just feeling a little bit more uh, brave now with the the flying demon prince? No, nah, it's literally just the models I've got. I think yeah. if it was if it was optimized, <laughs> I suspect it's probably a herald on foot and a BSB. Um, mm-hmm. who he reduces the amount of guys that run away by one, which is really significant because if you lose combat, you're unstable, you roll. Double six, your unit just disappears. So you can take a unit of 99 Plague Bearers because there's no upper limit on the number of models in the unit 
and then lose combat by one, roll a double six, and all of them just pop, um, which that's fun. Um, and you used to be able what to. What are the odds of that though? One in thirty-six. <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> it's it's not good. You used to be able to re-roll it, but I haven't been able to find a way, a source to to re-roll it yet. So perhaps it's worth looking through like spell laws or whatever and seeing if there's is there if there's a workaround there. Oh, the other thing with the the plague drones is the big unit have a banner where they're re-rolling um, to hit rolls, which just seems crazy good. Oh, like all to hit rolls, or just one? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. I got it. I got it here. Hang on, Nurgle. I've just been immersed in seeping to play. Yeah. To wound rolls of one standard. Oh, to wound, yeah. to wound. So they can, okay, so they can re-roll to wound rolls of one. That's still wound. good. So they got poisoned attacks. So then the, you're going sixes are automatically going through, and then any that don't go through, you're rolling to wound and re-rolling ones. And I think they're strength five, so they're they're nice. Yeah, mm. look this this army looks like it's got a lot of damage output. I, I look at it, and I still think it's quite tough, but that might be just my eighth head brain, but. I think it's not going to worry too much about shooting lists because it's quite quick, right? You've no, got sh the, shooting's the, completely the fine. It's magic missiles. So if you face someone that's got yeah. three or four sources of magic missiles, that they could just cut through you, I reckon. This army looks like it's getting resubbed. No, well, <laughs> I don't think that's a thing anymore. It wouldn't get through on Swedish comp. I hope, yeah, you'd get a really high score on Swedish. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about my list now because my list has a bunch of magic missiles in it. Magic uh, missile. Oh boy. So I've written up a Lisbon list. Uh, I haven't bothered thinking about what models I own. I just this was a list that sort of interested me and one I've wanted to play for a long time in in various editions of Warhammer. So I thought I'd have a go at writing it again i've got all this so i've got guess... everything in this if you want to play it oh spicy so i've got a slan mage bsb he's just got the becoming and cogitations which is um adds some range to his um dispelling and and lets him re-roll the dispel each turn i think so and he's on high magic so he's got two abilities one being the signature spell from high magic the other being uh becoming cogitation that are going to help me manage the other player's magic phase because i think magic is very very powerful and and you need that the slan is a bit of a weird one though because they they start at like 285 points like they're expensive but all they are really is a level four they don't have any particularly like particular abilities that make them great spell casters beyond just being a base of four so I think they're I think they're expensive and I'm not sure if they're they're really that good. So I try to keep mine a little bit cheaper, but I mean it's it's still always good to have him be the BSB and just add to that reliability factor and he's just something you can sit in the middle of the army, rally the troops around him and hopefully not get killed because he's three hundred and sixty points. Do you think he's gonna be safe enough in like only unit of eleven Soros Warriors? Well, I don't think, I don't think join he even, the units. Yeah, he can join the unit, but he it doesn't have the special rule that lets him sit in the second rank or anything like that anymore. Really? Okay. The realistically, he's he's probably just going to be sitting behind them. The 
the way it seems to work now or the way it does work is and, and this is a big a big learning from our games over the weekend is it's very very difficult to target characters with anything at all if they're just sitting near a unit but not in a unit so you're almost more safe outside of a unit than you are inside of a unit as long as they're close enough so he's just gonna be hanging out with those Saurus. I don't want the Saurus, frankly, but the Saurus, unfortunately, are a mandatory core choice. You have to have one plus units of Saurus. So I have eleven Saurus. I wanted twelve, but I needed I needed some points. I might even drop some command models to get a twelfth one in there, so that at least they because they're heavy infantry, they can get a couple of ranks. How does fleeing yeah, as a so, charge action work now? Can you do double flees with skinks still? No, I don't believe good. so. Guys in with two separate skink units, yeah, yeah. probably. But yeah. a single skink unit's only going to flee once and then probably get run down. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't keep fleeing if multiple char you know, multiple units charge you? No, you no. flee once and then if the second unit reaches you, you're just straight up oh, dead. Oh, that's pretty good. For having those, you know, faster units like, you know, the, the Fiends, Sam or, you know, the, the Yetis or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because all the charges are declared at once and then all the charge reactions, right? Yeah, and then you get to do the redirects after that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you're also so. not charging anywhere near as far as you were in 8th or, you know, had the potential to. Are the reactions in the same sequence as the declarations? So can you declare with a slow unit in the hope that they flee and then go with the fast unit to catch them? I think they get to choose who they... Yeah, sure. Do the reaction that from. makes sense. Yep. So, so they they could flee from the fast unit, but, mm -hmm. and depending on the angles. But certainly, if you've got a unit sort of surrounded, they're they're very likely if they flee to get run down. Mm -hmm. And I think and I think small characters that can can run down little units like that, um, that that want to be fleeing charges, yeah, are, are a good unit to have. And so, the next two units are two skink chiefs. One of them is on a pterodon with the ruby ring of ruin. Because I think that item is really solid. For yeah, I don't like it. A it's, character that can just good can just fly around on a flank. <laughs> yeah, it's just two d six rank four on a flank, just taking out small small units. Yes, he can't march and do it, but he's he's on a pterodon. He's flying ten inches a turn. The other skink chief is on a ripodactyl, and he's got the headman's axe, which is the axe that gives you killing blow. Yeah, that's nice. Because I think killing. Killing Blow in this edition is amazing because it can hit all your monstrous cavalry and your monstrous infantry. So all those ogres that Lockie had, Dead. just chuck this little guy on the flank, just yep. roll some sixes, take off a couple ogres, happy days. Or you just like dive in like and try and just chop chop the head off the tyrant, right? Like if you've got a good opportunity to do that, like it might be worth the risk. Yeah, probably unlikely, but I mean, that he's, he's in there for that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and he he unlocks the, the choices that I have in special. So what is, that's what is my character. What is blow proc on? It's just on a six to wound. Six is, yeah. Two wound. Okay, so you need to get through the hit and then six to wound. All right. Yeah, it's not super likely, but it's something that will need to be respected. If he's floating around a flank, a unit of Demigriff's Knights are probably not going to be able to let him just flank uh, charge in the flank. Because if he just hits one six, they're they're in so much trouble. The so that's my character. So I got a slime age and two little skink chiefs that they're like they're 127 and 111 points respectively. So they they're super flexible with what I can do with them. Uh, Eleven Saurus, as previously mentioned, just with full command. Then three units of ten skink skirmishers. 
Blowpipes are back in. Blowpipes seem a lot better than Javelins now, which continues the Lizardman <laughs> tradition throughout the editions of switching every edition between Blowpipes and Javelins being the best option, which is very annoying because I have about 80 skinks and they all have Javelins. So real ones just really had dumb. short bows. The real ones just short bows the whole time and tell your opponent what they are. Like single piece yeah, holding the bow like this. Okay. Like, that, yeah. That's my childhood you're describing there, Sam Morgan. <laughs> they were, I think, the first models I ever bought. Oh, this so... It was the little pack it came with uh, some sort of, a sprue of Saurus and a sprue of um, the Did old you get, Saurus. You got four of them the and four Saurus Warriors. One thick coat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. So two units per one unit per thousand points can get scouts. So the two scout units scouting, and then the third unit has vanguard. So that's almost like scouting anyway. So skinks that can get up the board just be nuisance value and chip away with twenty poison shots a turn, which I think is good for seventy or sixty-five points. Three jungle swarms because I. I'm assuming that we're only allowed three of any unit, which I think is a bit silly for core units, but that's just what Games Workshop indicate we're going to be doing. Until they come out the... with formations. Yeah, right. But um, I know some people, um, Rob on the Honest Wargamer, were saying that that should probably be six for, for core units, but at the moment I'm just proceeding on the assumption that it's three. So I got my three units of Skinks, and then I didn't want more Saurus, so I picked up three Jungle Swarms for 120 points. There's 15 wounds there. Um, they're unbreakable, given the lower damage output from a lot of units and the, and the fact they have Vanguard. I think they're just a little nuisance unit for 120 that can, if they flank you, you're going to be there for a long time. Then into special, four Reproductor Riders, three Reproductor Riders, three Pterodons, three Pterodons. So a bit of a flying circus. Just going to, you know, huge threat range. I don't know if they they do enough from a threat perspective but I guess that remains to be seen. But against shooting armies, there's going to be, you know, they're going to cross the table pretty quickly with the heroes in them as well. Should be able to attack first, wipe out a decent proportion of a front rank, especially with the Ripodactyl Riders with the Toads giving them plus one attack against certain units. So they'll have four attacks each for the Ripodactyl. Do the, do the Pterodons still throw, like, rocks onto people as they yeah, fly by? Yeah, they still... Yeah, they still get to fly over people and mm. drop rocks. Mm -hmm. Such nice models too, the, the ones that came out with eighth. Yeah, mm. they're lovely. If you can get them all to rank up though, right, the uh, the wings are, are very expensive. Just put them yes. on big bases. Aren't they all on bigger bases now? No, nah, they stay on 40s, which is nice. you got to work with so their cool. heights. So they come with mm. three different flying stands and that doesn't work. So you need to build up the bases on some and have others flying particularly low. Good tip. And then my to round up. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I have. I have. Sorry. Two nicks. Have you seen my um, Ripper's inferior thighs, Nick? That's your short shots. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a picture go get of them now. I'll send you a picture. Go, go pull them out of the... Um... No, they're in the garage. Because uh, right. that, yeah. that, that would be fantastic podcasting. For the <laughs> they can see us business. looking at our stuff. Hook me up, bro. Facebook I'm chat? Yeah, I'm counting that yeah. as another. I'll add that to the count of gently changing the subject. <laughs> That's what the listeners are here for. Put it in the comments so I won't read it. 
rounding out the lists, one best Stilodon with the Solar Engine, which is a pretty strong magic missile. It's, I think it's bounce per level two, and it's like two D it's like D six plus three strength five hits or something like that. It's uh a little bit scary. Yeah, Bastilodon. Sorry, three D three strength five hits with AP two and a range of twenty four and flaming. So he's not great in combat, but that laser beam is pretty scary. And then the ancient Stegodon is similar to a Bastilodon, has a has the engine of the gods. So it's also got a magic missile. This one just a, a classic two D six strength four hits, but it's a bit stronger in combat because it's coming in with its strength six because it's staggered on ancient and then it's got impact hits d3 plus one and stomp d3 plus two so it's like so, a cannon i mean sure we can They're say d3 it's like a cannon one. These like are six cannon, now, Morgan. for all the ways that it's not like a cannon. So so with all these magic missiles, how hard do you think it's going to be to be able to sit just out of, you know, dispel range and just, like, you know, pop off, you know, some of the, 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 the lighter units in the front while the, you know, enemy's uh, characters are at the back not being able to dispel? Most you get of the one ranges... universal, don't you? One universal dispel? Or, like, family yeah, but it's, dispel it's, it's, it's with dispel? It, it, yeah, but it's without any modifiers, so mm. it's, it's super, super different. And it's still up for discussion whether you have to beat the dispel roll or equal the dispel roll, the, the casting roll, to dispel things, because it says both in the rulebook, which is super not helpful, and it wasn't even mentioned in the FAQ. So we played some of – I think we played our game saying you had to equal the, the, the casting roll, but – it's. I think that was more just because that's how we're used to it. Certainly, I've seen people playing that you have to beat the casting role, so it, it makes unbinding very difficult. Mm. These or well, AOS is you have to beat it, right, Sam? I just beat everyone, mate. I don't know. I don't. I wasn't really listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you need to beat their casting role. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Equal isn't good enough, but in AOS they have power and dispel dice. We don't have that in in old world. But like to, to, to answer your question, Lockie, I think most of them are pretty short range. So mm. I'm, I'm not going to be able to sit outside dispel range to do it, but it's going to be a case of potentially trying to get a Pterodon unit into their, their level four, like in combat, and then they can't, they can't dispel for a turn. And so if I can like sort of charge out a unit into them, lock them down for a turn, no dispelling, step forward and put... What have I got? One, two, three, three, possibly four magic missiles. And just start wasting some units. Mm. But yeah, pretty pretty maneuverable. A, a decent amount of range damage. A couple of sort of combat units that can sort of do counter punches and, and stop people just running at me. And I think looking at the other lists we've looked at, I don't want to place... Well, I mean, I probably... Okay, against yeah, we, because of the magic, like the magic, the magic missiles, and, and I'm quite happy to play uh, Lockers Ogres. Mm. Yeah, I'd be scared of this. Is there anything you're nothing... not scared of? <laughs> True. I mean, there's nothing big. There's no big blocks. I mean, and this has kind of been the theme, I think, with like you know, just listening to you guys last week on the cast. You know, there's a lot. It's very MSU. There's not like big blocks that you know, in terms of like 
big point sinks for people to go uh, go after, which it's just an interesting, a different type of game than eighth was, I think. I wonder yeah. if that's a product of the overall um, rules or if that's a product of only playing 2,000 points. Like, for instance, if this was 2,400, mm-hmm. what does that mean for Nick Soros Warriors? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's also a product of who's writing these lists. Like, I've always run yeah, sure. yep. sort of MSU armies. Like, yeah, I think looking, look, looking back, the the guys who were on last week, you know, a lot of them like maneuverable lists that hit hard where that where where they need to hit. I think I think medium and larger units are definitely viable and, and we're gonna see lists with those. I don't know if I'd quite go to the you know extent of taking a unit of eight ogre bulls, but I think some armies will have bigger units and it might be a bit of a confirmation bias that the all the dwellers lists are just MSU jank. I think that maneuverability remains as like one of the the key ways of, of playing and the key ways of winning and being able to manipulate the movement phase. So perhaps if you've got lots of smaller units, you're able to do that to a greater extent. Hundred mm. percent. Yeah, I don't disagree. Well, Nick, chat us through your list because you've gone a bit different you've gone a bit of a mix of larger units and smaller units yeah i'll be honest i read the pdf for about five minutes and then just tried to recreate my eighth dark elf army to see what it looked like so Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so i put it well i've got a really nice cauldron that i painted up for aos which is now going to get rebased onto a big rectangle base and i'm going to unbase my 30 witch elves which i rebased onto circles i'm going to put them which back else? squares uh these ones here um jesse's girls um so starts off with a death hag she's got two hand weapons she's on a cauldron of blood uh and i've given her witch brew i wasn't really sure what magic weapons to give her because i think she hits what pretty hard with uh witch brew uh, <laughs> um with... You weren't sure which magic weapon to give her because you haven't read the magic weapon section, have you? No, that's not true. I did read the magic weapon section, um, but I didn't see any that I liked, um, so I didn't give them to her. I'm, I'm, um, hope, I'm hoping that the cauldron actually gives them a ward save, so she's not just kind of out there in the wind. No, it gives them an armor <laughs> save. It's got a four-up armor save. Okay. Um, so she's on there, frankly, because the cauldron looks cool. That new model is sick, and I haven't pulled it out of my uh, case for a little while, but I'm pretty happy with my paint job on that. Um, so she's Do you want to describe around. for the listeners how you painted that model while we're just talking about irrelevant nonsense? How I painted it? Well, I got my paintbrush, and I, I used a wet palette, and I put the um, paint on the palette, and then I thinned it down uh, to a nice milky consistency. And then each color, I started with two thin coats to get a nice base and then progressively used lighter colors to highlight it um, over a long period. I actually sub-assembled it too. I painted the stairs. Yeah, you got to. It's a nightmare yeah. otherwise. Yeah, and, and all that sort of stuff. And then glued it all together at the end. Looks sick or did anyway. I don't know if it still does. Um, anyway, so Death Hag on a cauldron. Now, they work differently to what they used to. You can't put them in the units anymore. Uh, but they are dragged along. So if you start within three inches of a 
friendly unit, you can use that unit's movement instead of your own. So you put them near harpies and they can like fly nine inches or? I think so. It, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mine's going to go near the witch elves because uh, that's the fluff play. Thematic, there. yeah. Yeah. Uh, then level four, Supreme Sorceress. I like the black staff. She's on foot. I'm, I'm toying around with wizards on foot because exactly what you're talking about before in terms of standing near units is, is good enough. You don't even have to be in the unit. So there's very little risk in combat. Uh, and the black staff is you get to roll an extra dice on your casting. So you're rolling three dice. But if you're any two, and you discard the lowest, but if any two or double ones, that's a miscast. Mm. So it's a bit of risk reward, but, um, and using dark magic, because again, that's thematic. I haven't read dark magic yet, but I thought that was the right thing to do. Because um, that's what I used to do in eighth. Then uh, I have a really sick Corsair model that I use for a BSB. So of course, I've got a dark elf master on foot, Full plate armor, shield, sea dragon cloak, because they're still as bonkers as they were. Uh, and I've given him the Dawnstone to re-roll those three up or two up against shooting armor saves. And he's going to sit in a unit of 15 executioners uh, who are like in 8th edition, are as crazy as they were before with Killing Blow. Um, and I think multiple wounds too on their swords, if I remember correctly. Um, so he's going to sit out in that unit sitting next to the 30 witch elves i think 10 wide units mm. are still a thing because you actually get to attack with the entire front rank it's just that the ones that aren't in base-to-base -base contact only get one attack so if you're running 10 wide you're still going to get a heap of attacks unless they wipe out the whole front rank does that make sense Good. Uh, and the razor standard there to give them armor bane too. You're going to be rolling a lot of dice. You're going to be re-rolling a lot of dice. Sixes to wound. Uh, minus two armor save. I used to use the razor standard on them in 8th edition. So. Do they have poisoned attacks? They do have poisoned attacks. Yeah, that's and nice. They Just have murderous. Yeah, murderous. They re-roll ones to wound. Um, frenzy for the extra attacks. Pretty nuts. So they're just as good as they were before. Um Will a unit of 30 be the way to go? Or should you go with lots of little units? Who knows? When we play it, we'll, we'll know for sure. But a unit sadly, of 30 looks sick. Sadly, and this is maybe a symptom of them being a renegade faction, they don't actually have murderous because they're not attacking with a hand weapon. Are they? I thought they were. They're attacking with two hand weapons. Oh, well, that doesn't work. That's not as cool. Same as the Harganath Executioners that also have Murderous and can't use it. And they're not going to get an uh, an FAQ because Games Workshop's like, nah, we're not doing any of that. Um, Community that's comp. Bit, that's a bit silly, isn't it? Um, they have both the rule Horde and Loner. How can you be a Loner and also a Horde at the same time? Those two things I would think were mutually exclusive. Am I right? I, I guess so. Comment below, so I won't read it. Um, anyway, two units of repeated crossbows. Uh, repeated crossbows, just as good as they were. Uh, extra shots, blah, blah, blah. Uh, need some shooting. Uh, can go single shots for more accuracy or double shots for... Which I think statistically ends up being the same, right? You've got double the shots at minus one to hit. So it ends up always being the same. 
Yeah, upper number of hits and wounds you can do is higher. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if, you, if you if you would be on fives, if you would be on fives and like it goes to sixes, yes, it does it does halve the number of hits. So it it it's statistically about the same, but if you're going from threes to fours, but doubling the amount of shots, you're only losing sixteen percent of your hits. Mm. No, twenty five percent of your hits, but you're gaining double the amount of shots. So mm. definitely so three, double shot. Three quarters of twenty is numbers. better than half of ten. Yeah, correct. Mm. I see. Uh, if you took that's uh, not even close to how it works, but <laughs> if also buffs magic, become more important if you can if you can find them. Yeah, curse of arrow attraction, baby. I don't know if dark elves can yes. take battle magic. Um, so yeah. Executioners seem real good to me. The uh, uh, damage to killing blow, they seem really, really good. Uh, 15, I would go in two ranks of six and then have three hanging out the back for some extra wounds. Uh, 15 seemed a good number. I think it looks nice on the table, so that's why I went with them. Um, and then Cold One Knights just for some flanking punch. Uh, and then two units of seven harpies as redirectors and... Bolt throwers doing bolt thrower things, uh, helping out the repeater crossbows and uh, in there for the single targets if you need it. But basically a bit of a mixed arms. See what I can make in uh, the old world that was similar to what I used in 8th edition. Yeah, it looks small, but I guess that's... That's what she said. It's a two... Worse than Gentilly. That's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, I played a lot of Dark Elves in 8th edition and it's it's very weird to not see a list with Dark Riders, you know, mm-hmm. two or three units of Dark Riders. Um, that's where the 400 points went from the 2400 down mm, to 2000. That's true. Is there a reason why this, the Harpies are at seven? Like, is that their minimum now or something? Or no, no, there were fives, but I, I had some points left over and not enough for extra mm. stuff. So I mm-hmm. chucked them out to seven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, and that way I can run them in four and three or two, two and one or one by seven if I want them to go into marching column. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're skirmishes, aren't they? <laughs> yes. But yeah, that was just some spin. I'm glad you spent so much time. I'm I'm glad you spent so much time researching your list and coming up with something innovative and and powerful for our listeners to learn from, rather than just picking the models you had sitting on your painting desk and uh, <laughs> ramming them this all is probably into the a best list. of the four. Like the one with the least thought is like, hey, that works. <laughs> probably. I mean, but, it did have a lot of thought in Eighth Edition, just not so much now. I'd look forward to your 30 witch elves, like, you know, me putting like, you know, the two saber tasks or something on the, on the corner and then just leading them on, on their merry way. Cause frenzy. you can't, you can't resist frenzy anymore. <laughs> you have to charge. There's no leadership test. So the, I think the harpy is going to spend a long time just flying in front of the witch elves. <laughs> um, yep. But I mean, that's what they're there for. And then you just shoot the stuff with bolt throws that you, that are going to lead your witch elves on a merry dance, right? Yeah, I mean, like, bolt throwers are just going to do bolt throwers things. They're, they're mm. still good. They've, they've always been good. They will probably be good next edition. Mm. Um, it's just elves and bolt throwers are a match made in heaven. Mm. Have you got all this, Nick? Yeah, well, I've got to rebase the witch elves, but yeah. Witch elves? 
Those ones there, yeah. Um, yeah, turns I mean, out though, I was doing some maths today because mm. as we saw just before, I'm really good at that. Uh, <laughs> 25 mil 10 wide is actually five centimeters wider than previous edition horde units. So it's actually going to be a big chungus of a unit. I, it's quite unwieldy. And when when they go to wheel, when they're you know charging something, they're just never actually going to get there. Yeah, yeah. And um, that, might be, the... that might be a good thing given they've got frenzy. True. But at least they'll rank up better than they do on the 20 mils. Oh boy, was that a disaster. Yeah, no, I remember that unit. The, the old medals worked well, but the, the newer stuff, not so much. Classic ones, horrible. I'll just rebase so, the unit of Tomb Guard. They look great on 25, so I'm, I'm sold yeah. on 25, so they're great. Yeah, everything looks a bit better, doesn't it? Uh, well, let's run through it. Smorgan, what's your favourite? Can't pick your own. Of lists, yep. yours was the only sensible one. <laughs> so it's not really. <laughs> you, and, you and me did the exercise and then these other two MCP players were like, Captain Marvel, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> no, 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 no. Excuse me. It's Web Warriors. It's Spider-Man. Pew, pew, oh. pew. <laughs> and... Is there anything like what would you? Yeah, what's your favorite one? And what would you? If there's a change you'd make to it, what would that be? I think I, I'd like to see Nick's list run as three times ten witch elves and three times which five ones? harpies, um, and just uh, ostensibly become your list and my list for dark elves. I think that would be the the better play. I do wonder about yeah, I think, the wisdom I think of not having a big hero. Like peg heroes, just in in terms of so combined good. stats now, speed, damage output, save, I'd, so good. I didn't yeah. get that far in the PDF. Um, okay, but I, I, yeah, yes, I you did. You put the you put the dark elf <laughs> master in there. All you had to do is pay. Put him on a peg. Probably fifty points for a Pegasus, and you yeah. basically were there. No, it is much better. And even 30, as a beast, it's not even 30, 35 points for a Pegasus. I Give do think extra wound. I do think you know. There's, there's going to have to be a lot of trade-offs in this edition if we're playing 2,000 points in terms of what characters we have, in terms of keeping them cheaper. You know, we've all, we've all had it, made a few comments about, oh, we could, you could add this magic item or that, but, you know, trying to keep costs down is, is a big thing. So you have more units to actually be able to do more things. I, I also Scarcity like the idea of playing... innovation. Exactly, exactly. I like the idea of playing 1999. So it caps mm. your one per thousand. And I also like the idea of playing 2,500 so you can have all your toys. Mm. Yeah, 1999 is interesting because I don't actually think it's really changed any of the lists I've written. But then I haven't been like going out and being like, I'm going to write a star, a, star, a uh, high off list with two star dragons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's stuff like spamming the, the cannon, which is still good for demons. Like only yeah. being able to take one cannon is, is a nice... Um, Hmm. Lockie, what's your favourite and what's one thing you'd change? Uh, yeah, my favourite is probably yours. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think it's just there's so many units that are so fast. Um, lots of magic missiles. I think uh, the Ripidactyls and Pterodons seem like a lot of fun just moving around and trying to be nuisances um, and then just running away if they're... If, if they're caught in a bad spot or um, people have committed resources to them, which uh, warms my heart. 
anything you'd change. Um, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see uh, if Saurus Warriors or, you know, like if, if, if a bigger block is, is necessary there. Um, I'm not sure what you drop because, you know, if you need a unit of 10 or 11 and you've got your three units of Skinks, that's 500 points already. So you're probably never going to see more Saurus Warriors. I mean, I could drop the Jungle Swarms. I could drop the Jungle Swarms and, and push it up to like a, a proper unit of like 20 Saurus. But. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it fitted this kind of list. I think there would be some lists with a big Saurus block with spears potentially, but I didn't think it fitted this type of list to have a point sink like that. I think I want to be more spread out with the points. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, when, when making my list, like, of course, you know, it, it, it could end up being that the balls are not much good, but I think there is merit in having, you know, being able to outnumber your opponent. So um, if you're outnumbering them, you know, two to one, then they're not falling back in good order or being pushed back. I mean, um, so having that outnumber on the bigger units, you know, I think there'll be some play there. Yeah, it's definitely relevant sometimes. Mm. And having the war banner in there is something that I'd consider as well. Well, it's pretty cheap, 25 points for an extra combat res. Yeah, you can't get it on the Saurus, which is super oh, annoying. Yeah, okay. they they can't get a a banner, which is sad. Can Temple Guard? Mm. Is there like an yeah, alternate option? Temple Guard can, but you have to have a Saurus unit in your list. You don't yeah. have it. So yeah, Temple Guard yeah, are at a 1, sure. Saurus are 1 plus. So... Uh, Gentilly, your favourite list? Uh, my list, obviously. Uh, what's and mine. what's one thing you'll change? The, I'd make it a high elf list. <laughs> <laughs> the exact same thing: two bolt throwers, two units of ten <laughs> um, bowmen, <laughs> thirty sea guard, explain five, five dragon princes. <laughs> explain the story of your your hero who is. No longer a dark elf and is now a high elf. Go on. The, oh, you mean my death hag who actually is just Hellebron and I've just tried to re re recreate Hellebron to go into the unit. Um, well, hang yeah, on. Did, she... Didn't didn't Malekith in the in the end times he became good, didn't he? He, he was like he did a Darth Vader. Um, yeah, he was good. Then he was the evil. Light. Then he was good again. Mm. Yeah, but the end times sucked. <laughs> they did suck. Uh, that was when Tyrion Tyrion became. Kane. Basically a dark elf. Kane and then, yeah. and then, and then Malekith and Valerian. Malekith, um, yeah. No, honestly, the, the, the true thing that I would change is I would add some magic items to the combat heroes. Yeah, that's fair. The Pegasus. I think the Giant Blade's my quite, favorite. The plus two strength and, um, and multiple wounds. Giant yeah, it's on an elf. It's nice. Yeah, really yeah, nice. The, the, my my concern with it is the um the only armor bane, not armor piercing. There's no AP on it. It's just armor bane two. Pretty sure there's AP two on it. I'll find out right now. Um, not the ogre blade. The 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 best one's the ogre blade. That no, one's the best one. one's the giant blade. Giant blade is cheaper than the ogre blade, and my head can't reconcile that. Oh, yeah. so they've, oh, they've swapped different. it around. Yeah, he's yeah, right. Strength plus yeah, one, yeah, yeah. armor bane two, magical attacks, multiple wounds two. The oh, ogre blade so dumb. is strength yeah. plus two, AP two, armor bane one, magical attacks, multiple wounds D three. Yes, no, you're exactly right. I just assumed the giant blade was the bigger one, which Good is what one. it was in 8th edition. Mm. That's mm. going to catch people out in tournaments. Thanks, Workshop, you dickheads. <laughs>
My favorite is Sam's because I think it doesn't suck and the other ones suck and you guys should feel bad because mm. you suck. Mm. I'll play mine. So I'm going to have some games in a couple of weeks at my place. 17th, I think. Sunday the 17th. All right. Anyone listening? Sm- Smorgan's house on the 17th? What's your address? Uh, Sunday the 18th. I'll message it to you, Nick. Oh, I oh, know. Just oh. for the listeners, though, that want to come, yeah, it's true. we'll screenshot it and we'll put it in the comments. In Anyone the comments, in Melbourne, they're, they're playing in Limbrook on Friday nights, so it's called uh, Miscast Misfits at Limbrook Community Centre Hall. It's it's a good it's a good club, good venue. I have very um, strong opinions about club nights on a Friday night. Go on. I just think they shouldn't be on a Friday night. Like Model <laughs> Citizens is on a Friday night as well. But I've got my own personal club at my house now, so come over and play here. What's your club called? Um, the Dwellers Below, and you've yeah. been listening to the Dwellers Below. Once again, this one's been a bit of absolute nonsense, frankly. We had that last episode; we did was great, informative, some good panel members, we've got lots of views. I think people were interested in what we had to say, and then we've just brought up this drivel. Careful what you wish for. The the people wanted me back. They did. I think they've regretted their choices. But that's it. You get to live with your decisions, people. You wanted Nick back. He's back. You wanted Smorgan back. He's back. Next, we'll be bringing back Jabe. Who knows? Comment, uh, subscribe, click the bell for notifications. Uh, visit our Patreon. Uh, check us out on Instagram. Can we start Facebook a tale of four gamers? Can we do that? Or tale of X I'm gamers? Down. I'm down like a clown. Yeah, because I'm I'm I've just opened my box bag while we've been talking. I've got a bag of boxes and I can put oh. some cavalry on them. But I want it to be Let's take open. that offline. Let's take yeah, that well, offline because I think it's a great idea. We could just we could just talk it out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Just, com- just commit to it on air. Nothing could possibly go wrong. I'll do Arabic. It's not like we com- it's not <laughs> like we're committed <laughs> to doing a mega cast. <laughs> We've been the dwellers below. Thanks again for listening to our nonsense. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. We've got a few ideas of what we're going to talk about. But until then, don't fail your strength test.